1: Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
0: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, at least I don't
1: do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my he will never emotionally fulfill you. Cause I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Close your legs to married men. Trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? All right.
2: Welcome to Morally Corrupt, our Tuesday edition. I am Chelsea Stark Jones, joined by the one and only Zach Peter. Zach, how is it going?
3: It's going good. I feel like there's so much Bravo content right now that I'm like trying to keep up with it all and not drown.
2: I know. I like, what shows do you watch live? Like, are there any Bravo shows currently that you're like, got to watch that live? I think Beverly Hills right now for me and Salt Lake, but all the others, I'm like, I could wait a day or two before I jump in.
3: Yeah. I feel like Beverly Hills is probably the only one that I like actively am watching live and occasionally Salt Lake. But other than that, it's just, it's, there's so much content and it's all kind of so good. And then like, I'm such an early bird that sometimes I'm like, I would rather just watch it all on Peacock the next morning when I'm Mm. like alert and focused rather than falling asleep on the couch, watching it.
2: Cause it's too good to miss. Over some breakfast and some coffee, get your, your Southern charm fix in.
3: Yes, a little, you know, Austin with my sausage in the morning.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's how I would prefer my breakfast, <laughs> but let's let's go ahead and get into Southern Charm. So, we're season 9, episode 9, Strange Bedfellows. Not a lot happened in this episode until we got to like the last 20 minutes. The first half was kind of mediocre. We do see Olivia and Taylor, they're seemingly done Olivia, you know, I was thinking about this. I was like, she was probably so pissed that these producers made her drive all the way out there so she could tell Taylor she doesn't want to be friends with her anymore because this could have been over a cup of coffee in Charleston. Yeah, Olivia goes to Taylor's family's lake house to speak about their friendship. Taylor invited her. Taylor's mom met Olivia in the driveway before... Olivia even had a chance to get into, get all of her bags out and just starts crying and saying how the good Lord's going to get us through all of this. And, you know, I didn't realize how close their families were, but it, it did kind of surprise me. And maybe she was saying it too because of her brother passing, but it just kind of threw me a little bit.
3: I mean, maybe, but I feel like if anything, mama needs to be talking to her own daughter and helping her <laughs> find Jesus more than we need to be worried about <laughs> Olivia.
2: Yes, this is true because Taylor's going through it. I also did, I fi- did. like. I thought Olivia walking in with all of her luggage to immediately be like, yeah, not staying here was also hysterical because <laughs> she did pack a lot. <laughs>
3: I think she was like in like thinking like, OK, maybe this will work out. And then I don't know. I would not agree to to an overnight trip. Like if you were just no. if you just pulled that shit on me, I would be like, no, nah, I'm not coming to your family's house and I'm not playing these games with you. No, you, like the most you're going to get from me is like coffee out if you're lucky.
2: Yes. No,
3: you're going to buy me a cocktail. That's what you're going to do. If you want to wait, if you need an ounce of my time, a minute of my time, then you're at least going to buy me a martini while I'm at it. And I'm really just going to be there for the free (laughs) drinks more than I'm there to listen to your bullshit.
2: Yes. I mean, because honestly, it did feel like Olivia didn't go into the conversation with Taylor with an open heart. She felt like pretty much decided on, I don't believe anything you say. I cannot trust you. We can't be friends. So like... I, I, for her to make that trek all the way out there to say that and then have to turn around and go stay at Shep's house. That's, that's a big, that's a big way to say, fuck you.
3: Yeah. Cause you know, Taylor was like, okay, this would be a moment. This would mm-hmm. be an opportunity to, opportunity for us to rebound. Like Taylor keeps trying to have these rebonding moments. And I think yeah. Olivia losing her brother, Taylor thought that, that would be a good opportunity for them to probably, you know, rebuild their friendship and for Taylor to show Olivia that she could be a good support system for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Olivia, you know, is sticking to her guns. I mean, she's not as as strict with Austin, but, no. you know.
2: She does have that I understand for being weak at
3: the, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to, Chelsea.
2: <laughs> I disagree, but, <laughs> 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 you know, Olivia, or I'm sorry, Taylor swears up and down that it was just a kiss between her and Austin, that it was nothing more And I I am starting to feel that way a little bit more that maybe it was just a kiss and nothing else. But nonetheless, it was still fucked up as Olivia like illustrated. I was crying to you. I was telling you how I felt about this man. You were then going to him. Were you saying what I was saying or were you trying to, you know, get into them sheets instead? Like, which was it? Like, how can I trust, trust you?
3: Well, cause also Taylor was telling Olivia, like she was encouraging Olivia to like yeah. make it work with Austin. All while she was trying to make it work with Austin. And it was just like, it's so gross. Like it's yeah. so like confusing.
2: It's so gross. It's so confusing. And ultimately, <sighs> as we said, you know, Olivia's like, I so don't feel nasty, comfortable. So nasty, so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable saying here. So I'm just going to take my suitcase, my duffel bag, that I packed for one overnight stay. And yeah, it was a lot of <laughs> luggage. <laughs> a lot of luggage. And call Shep, see if see if I could hang out with the boys for a night. So she ends up going, meeting up with Shep and the guys at the winery. They all end up going back to Shep's cabin where he had hired a chef to come in and cook them dinner. He does tell Olivia that he did invite Taylor and that Taylor will be coming over for dinner and staying the night. And Olivia's like, well, she, like I I, th- I thought I was getting away from her, but apparently she's coming back here. So that didn't work out well for me. And Olivia and Rod have a little moment. So Olivia, Rod does pull Olivia aside to ask about bra And she does, you know, say, and I do believe her in this too. Now she just want to get comfortable, take that bra off. And she I do think she was saying like, oh, just leave it just to like mark her territory type of a thing. Like knowing Austin's going to bring girls around and he's going to forget that it's there and someone's going to see it. So I think that was her long game of like, I'm going to do this just to fuck with him. So a girl sees that he's sleeping with other women or something. But what did you think of their whole conversation? and, And Rod really likes, he really likes Olivia.
3: I mean, well, who's it? Craig? Who's like? There's no chemistry between them, and I agree. There's oh, Austin. There is no chemistry between them. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like I I guess Rod's into her, but like, there's no like. I don't see the connection. I don't see a spark. Like to me, I'm just like they just are
2: awkward. Like I feel like they're forced to film together. Wants there to be something with him because she knows he's a nice guy, and she knows she should be with a nice guy. Who but wants like, a nice guy?
3: Like, if you're not <laughs> actively tearing my heart apart, like, it's not worth it.
2: Zach, we need to have some <laughs> long discussions. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think she just wants it to be, like, a thing because she knows, like, he's not gonna tear her heart apart. But, you know, she There's does. No fun Rod, in that. Uh, Rod does say that he wants to be exclusively dating her, only seeing her, for them to stop seeing other people.
3: But now is not the time for her to do that, though. Like, she just, she's in the grieving process. Like, she needs to kind of navigate her life and figure her shit out before she jumps into a relationship. And I would hope that Rod, being so invested in her, would understand and respect that.
2: Exactly. And I did not like when he, I felt almost, not cornered her, but like, put her in that situation. Like, you know, she's vulnerable. You know what she just went through you know what she's going through with her friends right now. And now you're saying, I don't want you to date anybody else. Like be serious with me. Like I just, it, she needs a friend and support right now. She doesn't need to be like, I I really didn't like that kind of turned me off about Rod him and his not eating salad self that that was another turnoff. <sighs> <laughs> it's like, it's not a cute little personality trait. Like sigh on no. Roni. She's always hungry. Like saying no. you don't eat salad, like that's not a quirky, fun trait. It's weird.
3: it's weird,
2: like eat I your mean vegetables. most people
3: don't eat salad, but like you should still like put the salad on your plate and like have the intention of eating the salad, yeah,
2: don't be rude. This chef yeah. made you a nice salad. take a bite, see if you might like it you You never know to so say you've never tried it, like at least try something once, people, yes, once. Maybe twice, but at least once. Anyways, so... Yeah, Taylor did. (laughs) Taylor did. And she realized Austin wasn't the guy for her. And really, Shep isn't the guy for her because after this whole Craig's 10 foil hat thing, the group, you know, they're all a little drunk. They're playing games. Shep and JT head off into the garage and play ping pong. And we know this from last season. Shep is an extremely competitive person. When he called Taylor a fucking idiot for stepping on that egg last year, like we knew that he is not someone to be messed with when it comes to losing. Not saying he's right with any of it because he's definitely wrong. But that's just not, he's not a, he's hes a bad loser. And so JT beats him in this game of ping pong and he comes out onto the deck. He's all out of sorts. He's angry, he's flustered. He can't believe JT beat him. And when JT comes out, Taylor congratulates him. Good job. Congratulations on winning. That was <laughs> all Shep needed to fucking lose it. <laughs> and lose it he did. I
3: mean, I know it was like projection. He was holding everything in, but my gosh, this was like so random for him to go off on her about the ping pong thing. Like it was just so unnecessary. And so like, he just went a little too hard. Like he deserved to have wine thrown on him.
2: Oh, he did. I think the subtext of it, too, is that he knows how much JT likes Taylor. So for Taylor to give JT that attention was also infuriating. And like Taylor rightfully said, like, you're being jealous and controlling. It's weird. Why
3: do you think Taylor won't go for JT? He clearly is, like, in love with Taylor and, like, wants to marry her and, like... I mean, Maybe for the seems same like reason decent... why
2: Olivia won't go for Rod. Like, seems like a nice guy.
3: See, I'm telling you, Chelsea. <laughs> nice guys finish last. Like, nobody wants a nice guy. In theory, the nice guys sound nice, but, like, nobody wants a nice
2: guy. I don't Everybody know. JT also gives me, like, the Shep. Like, he's trying to be holier than thou with, like, the Shep thing, and it's easy in this group to be like, I'm the better man, because they're all, like, sl- like. Scum, garbage. Yeah. So I, I do think he still has a lot of that fuck boy, Peter Pan syndrome in him as well. Like, I don't know a guy that gets drunk every night and, you know, can't like that to me is just not attractive. So even <laughs> if he does seem to be nice and whatnot, like it's not, I don't find him to be Prince charming in any way. Well-
3: Pickings in Charleston are slim.
2: I guess, which is maybe they need to get out of Charleston. Who knows? But, you know, Taylor, yes, as, she, as I said, calls him jealous and controlling. And he says, you fucked with me. Do you enjoy it? Do you like poking the bear? Hey, and yeah, she yeah. comes back with, well, did you like cheating on me? And Shep leans back in his on the couch, strokes his hair, and very like earnestly says i mean sometimes it was fun like i i really think like that was his genuine like yeah you know I was like there are some good fucks in there every once in a while yeah he thought about it and he was like you know what yeah actually now that
3: now that i'm <laughs> reflecting on this i did have some good times cheating on you i was like wow oh it was but low like you know it came from the heart <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
2: was being honest. He was being very yeah. genuine in that moment, which is all you could ask for from your resident fuck boy. But,
3: and it's growth and evolution because normally he's not honest.
2: No. Yes. He's been denying cheating on her this entire season saying he never did it. And now he <laughs> we hear that, you know, it was fun. And Taylor says, did you just say it was fun? And then he immediately. No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't say that. And she says, Yes, you did. She gets up, straight body shot right to the chest, all over his shirt. And I was thinking about I was like, You know, I wish she would have gotten in the face. Yeah. But I do think the shirt, she probably knows Shep and it probably stained his shirt. And that probably upsets him even more. So she, I think she's very intentional with getting the chest area to, to ruin. His uh, Carhartt T-shirt or whatever it was he was wearing, because
3: yeah. <laughs> he seemed bothered by that. He was like, "Does anybody know of a really good dry cleaner?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, he pissed him off.
2: Yes, it did. Taylor obviously gets up. She storms us off. Olivia is, you know, the person there to try to calm her down, console her, and whatnot. Things kind of end. However, the next morning, we do see Taylor in Shep's bed with little Craig. I don't think they hooked up. What do you think happened?
3: I don't, I mean, I'm hoping they didn't hook up. But also, you know how like when you're fighting and it just like things like sparks are are, are starting again and it just kind of like gets the moment, like you just get heat fired up again? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just, you know, it gets everybody's blood boiling and then there's just that sexual tension. Clearly I have very healthy dating habits. (laughs) But I don't, I mean... Maybe, I don't know. Why would you sleep in his bed? Like you were so mad at him so and you guys mad. clearly like are, have unfinished business. And it's just, I I don't think they hooked up. No.
2: I don't think they hooked up either. It did seem like she just wanted to cuddle and be with little Craig. Yeah. But how she ended up there after that is what I don't understand. Like that's where I wish we had the summer house cameras because I don't see how she could storm off so angry and then somehow end up in his bedroom. Like I think that doesn't she make went any to sense him.
3: To me. I think she went to him again cuz I see myself in a lot of this. <laughs> I think she went to him and was like, "We're not going to end the night like that. Like let's try to resolve this so that we make sure that we're good and I know you enjoyed cheating on me, but it's okay. We're <laughs> not together anymore." And like he was like, "Okay," cuz then he felt forgiven and like they had like a nice talk to kind of just like put a button on things and then, you know, they just got into like that natural routine of like, okay, now let's cuddle and just have a, have a nice night with little Craig. Like little Craig was kind of the, the excuse for them staying in the same bed together.
2: I guess our girl Taylor needs, she, she needs Jesus. We say it. I feel like every week yeah. there, there, she needs to go away. Maybe stay at that lake house a little bit she longer. She claims
3: to have found him, but I, I don't know. Like I think she keeps losing him.
2: She does. She needs a direct line to that man. She
3: found you know a different Jesus because it's not <laughs> it's not the man upstairs.
2: <laughs> that was Southern Charm. It like I said, the first half of it was kind of whatever, but that ending that that gave me what I needed.
3: And her freaking out and throwing the mic, and then Olivia like oh, yeah. trying to calm her down. She's like Olivia is probably like, thank God Taylor's coming in here to throw a tantrum so I don't have to finish this awkward conversation with Rob. Oh
2: yes, yes that that part, <laughs> that part.
3: I think Taylor should just date JT. At least give him a shot. He's she so give him into a shot, her,
2: and he is. Or do you very think he's love her. bombing her? I think he's just weird. I don't know. Like again, like he talks about like how fucked up it is for Austin to be doing this and like to be talking to, to Taylor and kissing Taylor. Cause he's Shep's friend, but like JT's Shep's friend too, Shep's friends too, but he's like trying to get with Taylor as well. So it's like, I don't think he's any, any better than any of these other guys. I just think that he, I don't like, they all think with the head downstairs and I don't know. I I have no respect for those men in, in Charleston, South Carolina.
1: They're not for me. They
3: are an interesting bunch.
1: They are. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit Amazon.com/slash Pure Leaf and enter TWENTY PURE LEAF for twenty percent off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea.
0: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with twenty five thousand miles on. I got it to over two hundred thousand miles and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth, plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
2: So that's Southern Charm. Let's get over to Miami. Can you do the fire?
3: Miami's on, 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 on. Uh, There we go. Uh,
2: Miami is on fire. We are season six, episode two, Champagne Confessions. This was a good episode. It it was a lot of the women meeting together in different groups to discuss the women and other groups. So that's kind of the gist of what it was. It kicks off with Larsa, Kiki, and Alexia getting together for a workout. And it seems as if they're trying to create this narrative thing around Alexia's marriage and it being unstable. Later on in the episode, Adriana says, you know, that when she ran into Todd, that he, she said, you know, it seems like you have to work on some things in your marriage or something. And he said spot on or whatever. Yeah. And then
3: I saw that they got into the big airport fight after BravoCon. Yes.
2: Yes. Which I believe is about the comments that Kiki shared to Alexia about Adriana saying that, she, Alexia is only with Todd because of the material things he could provide her. She's so materialistic. It's just because Todd has money, blah, blah, blah. And it, and, you know, Adriana literally said that a day or two after the fact that she made up with Alexia. So it just seems like Adriana just (sighs) always is going to have a thing for Alexia, whether it's jealousy, it's an insecurity, it's just plainly not liking her. I just, I don't think, that they're ever really gonna move on because I think Adriana is gonna find something to like poke at with her. I
3: think it comes from Adriana being like, because when we saw it last season, you know, there were moments where she was like, oh, I have that nice watch too, except I bought mine. So I think Adriana is more of like in her own head, I'm a self-made woman. I had a child. I did it when I was single and mm-hmm. I achieved everything that I have. Whereas Alexia went from, you know, cocaine cowboys to, you know, now her new gringo that like she is kind of just like, you know, she's, I mean, she's doing what she got to do to provide for her boys. But at the same time, it's like, I understand Adriana being a little salty about like, but you didn't work for your money. But it's like not everybody, de- like everybody has their own approach yeah. to how they're going to make their money. And some people marry into it.
2: Yeah, it's, I, I think, it I do think that it, it's a Jealousy thing. I don't like using that word with housewives because I feel like it's an easy thing to like conclusion to come to. But with what you're saying of like her looking at her life and how she got to there and her looking at, I, and I don't necessarily think she looks down on Alexia. I just think that she wishes maybe she did have it easier how she sees Alexia having it in life, which, you know, yeah. maybe yes, Alexia has married wealthy men and whatnot, but she has to, you know, raise Frankie. Peter yeah. also is was not an easy child, still seems to be a very dependent 30 year old man. Yeah, she's
3: still buying him groceries. Yeah. Shit. So
2: like just because maybe she came into money and married into money doesn't mean that her life was easy by any means.
3: Wait, did you see the new rumor that came out about Larissa and Marcus? Wait, what? It just dropped this morning. The Carlos King revealed on his podcast... Oh, that I didn't
2: listen to it, but what... Yeah, what happened? I guess
3: she's upset with Marcus because she was going through his phone and she found pictures of Julia in his phone.
2: Why would he have pictures of Julia in his phone?
3: Exactly, that's Wait, the weird was on part. The po- is-
2: like Carlos said this or was Larsa on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, Carlos
3: revealed this, that this went down at BravoCon, that she was looking through his phone or somehow... Somehow she became privy to the fact that he had photos of Julia on his phone, which is just weird. Is that the man she was making out with at the hotel last year? Oh, (laughs) Julia. Yeah, I remember. Larissa brought that right. She's like, I heard you were making out with a man at a hotel. And what?
2: Huh. Maybe he took a picture of Julia. Like, I...
3: Pictures, multiple pictures. Um, We don't know what the pictures were. Obviously, I don't think they were anything risky, but like like if you found photos of another woman in Dustin's phone, you're going to be kosher about
2: that. I would have a lot of questions and I'm not as nuts or I'm pretty nuts. Larsa, this could end their relationship. She's like a dog without a butt. Like she is crazy. Like she's a lot. She's a lot. Okay, well, we will see how like, I would understand develops. like
3: pictures of like Doctor Nicole, you know, pictures of Kiki, pictures. Of, what do you mean? You would you know, understand
2: because you find them to be like more like in Marcus's like sphere, or like yeah, like, I don't understand. They, they wear a they, of a woman they on dress your phone. a
3: little, they dress a little skimpier. They're younger, like you know. Whereas Julia, I feel like is just so prudish. Like, what about the Bob is doing it for him if he has Larsa? I
2: don't know. Maybe he likes. Like them all. <laughs> he wants to
3: come do some goat equal yoga. equal
2: opportunist <laughs> womanizer. Who knows what it is? I guess. Wow. Yeah. We will see how that develops. But Marisol, while they're at the gym, she calls the, well, she calls Alexia, but she invites all the women that are there to her gay brunch. She says that she's not inviting the only other gay woman on the cast, Julia, because she doesn't understand why Julia has an issue with her. Larsa also shares that Gertie came up to her and was crying, saying, I'm gonna need you. And she like Larsa's obviously like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Blah, blah, blah. And Alexia, very smartly, attunely, like, is like, maybe she's going through something. Like, give her the benefit of the doubt. Like it was actually very kind, but of course, you know, Larsa isn't logical and she is lacks empathy or any type of sensitivity chip and was just like I mean. Yeah. She's a lot. While all this is happening, some of the other women are at Jodi's house, Lisa's new boyfriend. We kind of saw this last week, but Jodi lives in Adriana's old house and he completely flipped it. It's completely new, completely modern, different. Julia also reveals that, you know, she is upset with Marisol because she spreads lies. Lisa says Marisol is a shitster. And they also start talking about Gertie. So, like, everyone is realizing that something seems up with Gertie. They don't know what it is, but they could tell, like, it, it's not it's not sitting right with them, how she's, how she's being very emotional. And we also learn later in the episode, too. So, Lenny and Lisa settled their... Divorce temporarily, I guess, settled their divorce, and she is granted eight thousand a month in temporary support, which seems low, oh. considering we know that he is worth somewhere between sixty to eighty million dollars, so he says. So what what is your takeaway on on this whole thing?
3: I mean, I think she has an uphill battle because she did sign a prenup. Granted, she's fighting the prenup because she's like, circumstances have changed. We've been together for a long time. We have two kids together. Like, things change. I get why she's fighting it. 8000 does seem very low. What did it get revealed that Sutton gets, what, 300000 per month?
2: Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. I was like, did Sutton sign a prenup?
3: I don't think Sutton signed a prenup.
2: But her husband was willing to give her alimony parts of a baseball team. Like I don't
3: think, yeah, I don't think she signed a prenup and that's why she's able able to to get get all the stuff that she's getting. Cause like, she's getting a lot. She got a a baseball team and
2: a a couple companies, a baseball team, $300,000 a month. I think That's regardless a lot of, money. of if she remarries her or not. Month. Yeah, no, she she, she makes... doesn't even
3: need a man. At this point, what do you need a man for? No. I'm like, uh-uh, Sutton does not need a man. She she has a horse, she has a vibrator, <laughs> and she got 300000 in the bank every month.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: and maybe she does, because didn't she say she already blur- burned off her, her clitoris from using the vibrator too often?
2: Yeah, it was a little bit too much. Didn't After need to saying know that, that Magic Sutton. Mike was
3: too much for her.
2: Oh, that woman. Yeah, so 8000 a month. You know, I think Lisa deserves twenty At least. At least,
3: because she has two kids that she's providing
2: for. Yeah, and like, is Lenny paying for their schooling? Is he paying for like their no. expenses outside of, you know, every like, I don't know. I don't like this man. Don't like him. Don't like him one bit.
3: Or his mistress.
2: Or his mistress. The licking of the lips. She licked her lips. So, Dr. Nicole... Like I said, everyone, you know, realizes something's going on with Gertie. She says she wants to, you know, get a closer group of girls together to get together with Gertie because she, you know, wants her to feel safe and with whatever it is she's going through. So she sets up a happy hour between Gertie, Adriana, Julia, and herself. And Gertie shares to us in her confessional that she's really nervous to share the news about her breast cancer diagnosis, but this is the group that she feels closest to. Before they get to any of that, Adriana did say that she apologized to Todd. She brings up the marriage possibly being on the rocks between Todd and Alexia. The women are all very shocked by this. Do you think that it's on the rocks or do you think they're just trying to make like a a mountain out of a molehill?
3: I mean, I don't think it's on the rocks, but I'm sure they're having issues. Like, couples have issues. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of just like a normal thing in a relationship is you have little hiccups. And I'm sure part of the reason he decided he didn't want to be at that party was because there there was an issue. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of the show or I don't want to be around these women or whatever his reasoning was. There's clearly some conflict because she wanted him at that party and he didn't want to be at that party. So maybe when he said, you know, that they needed to work on some things within their marriage, maybe to him it meant like, yeah, we just need to work on our communication a little bit better. Or we need to work on how we're going to navigate the show together a little bit better. I don't think he meant it in a way of like our relationship is on the rocks and like, we're not going to, we may not make it. Whereas I think Adriana kind of played it up a lot more. And I think it goes back to your point earlier about her being jealous of Alexia.
2: Yeah. I think, Alexia could be lucky in that she isn't with a guy that wants to be in front of the camera, maybe? Like, that's what it seems yeah. like Todd is. is He's not willing to fake the funk just for camera time and screen time. Like, he, he'll do the show seemingly because Alexi it's her wife, but he, I feel doesn't want to go out of his way to be a part of the drama, which I think is what you want when you're a housewife and you're dating and yeah. you're single. You don't want a man that's willing to be a, a house husband, you know?
3: Yeah. You don't want a John Jansen. You don't want a Joe Gorga. Like you want somebody that's, you don't want a Peter Thomas. <laughs> <No>, He's messy. <laughs>
2: yes, he is. So, We do get back to Gertie and Nicole does ask Gertie, you know, why were you so upset at the party? Gertie said, you know, she was just trying to put a good face on. She didn't understand why Larsa was being so aggressive with her about this fake thing that she, the comment that she said, which I could understand why Larsa was aggressive with her. Larsa's aggressive and she doesn't like when you talk about her, (laughs) especially negatively. So I understood why Larsa was, was that way towards her, but Gertie, you know, she says she didn't really get it. It was a lot for her. And this is when she starts to break down and she does share with the girls that she has cancer and that it's breast cancer. She says that it's stage one invasive breast cancer and that she is going to have to get surgery sooner than that she she thought for them to remove it and then Possibly see what type of chemo treatment she will have to need from that. When she shared this with her, it it did make me cry. It was it was very touching seeing how the women rallied around her. Um, Nicole seemed very like taken aback by it. I think partly because you know she's the doctor of the group, so she knows exactly yeah. what Gertie's about to have to go through. So I feel sure, like her yeah. her silence was like a little bit scary, you know, because it's just like, oh, like she, I don't know. It was, it was tough, well, but it was really nice. I to also see read all.
3: that as like, she was just trying to give Gertie her space in her moment. Whereas mm-hmm. like Adriana, understandably, like everybody's going to react to that news differently. No judgment to it. But like Adriana was a lot more, animated and yeah. reactive, you know, whereas I think Nicole was a little bit more like, I want to give Gertie a little bit of space to kind of just open up and share and feel like this is a safe space where she can express her emotions.
2: Yeah. And I thought I thought they were just all really great for her. And even Julia, because Gertie was talking about Russell, like, I feel bad for Russell. Like, how is he going to do? Like, who's going to take care of him? And like, I'm burdening him now. And Julia was like, you know, coming from a spouse of of being someone that had to take care or that did take care of their partner that also had cancer. Like Julia was like, no, like he's doing this because he loves you. Like this is not something that we feel we have to do. Like so I just thought it was like a real like this was the safest group of girls for her to share this with. Yeah. Yeah. So all the while it seemed like this was the same day as Marisol's gay brunch. Kiki shows up to Gay Brunch. She says that she's willing to get with Lenny's mistress's ex-husband just to get back at Lenny. They also say that he was he's getting a lot of bad press and they feel bad for him. But wasn't it wasn't he accused of domestic violence?
3: Wait, who again?
2: The mistress's ex-husband.
3: Oh, yes. Katharina, her ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, their whole situation is weird. Because wasn't he also, like, secretly recording things? I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: I, I, like, I get not liking Katharina, but to try to... What is it? What's that phrase? The the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like, in this moment, I don't I don't think you want this to be your friend. Yeah. Like, he seems a little no. sketched, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then... Lisa also mentions the whole thing about bumping into Todd as well. And she brings it up to Alexia and, you know, Alexia doesn't seem to be really phased by any of the women's concerns about her marriage. Um, she's not taking it very seriously. What did you think of Larsa saying that she's going to throw a welcome party for Marcus, even though he'd only been away for like three or four days? Weird. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel like she's trying too hard to like... Sell up how she has such a perfect relationship with Marcus. And like, I don't know. She's trying to sell him a little too hard on all of us. And like, I don't think she needs to try that hard. I actually think they look fine.
2: I don't know. If Unless it's that she's, she's just trying, trying to sell. make him more
3: part of the show.
2: I think she is just clingy. Like, I think mm. she's very codependent. I think she needs to have someone with her all the time. Like, I think she's very clingy. And she, you know, obviously is probably in love too, but I think she can't function without him. It's in who was it Kiki like you're a 50-year-old woman like you could go 3 days without seeing your boyfriend. Yeah, Calm down. It's cre- it's weird. Yeah. And so the episode ends with Gertie and Larsa meeting for coffee and Larsa immediately was just giving bitch. She <laughs> says, "Let's not cry. We're not going to cry today." Which like what <sighs> like if Gertie wants to fucking cry, let Gertie cry. Like, right.
3: Clearly she's going through something. And the last conversation you had with the other women at the gym, you know, where you got your fake BBL, <laughs> like they were telling you, it looks like she's going through yes. something. And so. even,
2: even at the gay brunch, it gets brought up again. And Lisa says, I hope it's not health related. Like they know that something's going on with Gertie. And so, and Lars is there for that. So for her to not even go in there with like, you know what? Maybe I should approach this on a different way. Maybe I should be like, Gertie, are you okay? Like is everything going okay What's with going you? What's going on? What's yeah. going on? No, it's let's not cry. Why did you call me fake? Why are you saying stuff on the internet? And and it's just like this is this is like Larsa is just so uh, I don't know. I, I she's someone that's like it's hard for me to be invested in. It's hard for me to like her because she's just such a like gross person. I think.
0: Yeah,
3: like she there's I don't get why people like Larsa like there's nothing that I find about her life. That's interesting. She's not likable. She's not relatable. Mm -mm. She's not nice to the other women. She fights dirty like it's another thing to even be like the villains on the show because even villains on the show like they have good reads. They have witty comebacks like they have something that makes them interesting or that makes you want to root for them. I don't see anything in Larsa that like makes me like her or want to root for her or like be like, yeah, I think Lars is a great housewife. I think she's a terrible friend. We're seeing her relationship and it's cute. But I think like you're saying now we're starting to see this clingier side of her. She's just, she's not a girl's girl. No, And this whole interaction with Gertie, I know they released like a clip of, of the rest of their conversation that comes next week, but like, I just, I don't know. She's, She's not, gross. the fact that Gertie feels so close to Larsa and Larsa's like, just not there for her. Just,
2: yeah, is gross. It's gross. You know, Gertie says that she does respond to like, why did you call me fake? Gertie says that it's, she was calling her fake and it's not that big of a deal, but that she feels that Larsa dismisses her and disrespects her. She lists like several examples of that, which Larsa's like, I don't get it. And Gertie's like, well, you don't get it because you don't listen. Larsa says, well, Mm. you just talk too much. You say too many words. And so again, Gertie's like, you tell me not to cry. You tell me I say too many words. Like, I can't sit here and talk to you. Like, And we see uh, Gertie get defeated in this moment and starting to cry. And Larsa goes, we're really doing this right now. (laughs) You're really going to do this right now? And it's just like... What? Like, did no one ever teach you to, like, think about others? <sighs> Clearly not. No. It's awful. She's she's awful. So, like you said, we did see a clip of next week where this is just going to get into another, like, uglier conversation about how awful Larsa is. But she, <laughs> when Gertie says that she has breast cancer and Larsa's immediate response is, how do you know how do you no, what was
3: her, her immediate response was how was i supposed to know that oh and then she's yes. like wait how do you know
2: yeah she's gross it's like
3: what yeah how was i supposed to know that like that's your reaction
2: yeah like what yeah and then we see clips also of her going around telling all the other women about gertie's diagnosis as well so it's just it's we'll you know I wouldn't be. I would never want to be Lars's friend again if I were Gertie. I'll just say that. Like, we would not be. We would not be friends. Oh, no. especially during this time when I'm vulnerable and I just say I need you, and you doubt me. It's not. That's not a friend. So, or like, just don't even
3: give me like a safe space to like open up to you or to feel safe. Like, it's just Lars is all sorts of just cuckoo and not a good friend.
2: Yes. So that is Miami. It. It is. It was, you know, it was kind of a slow episode, but it's still very like interesting to watch these women and their lives and their faces. And <laughs> I don't like looking at them. <laughs> They're BBLs.
3: <laughs> it's not a BBL, it's real. Oh, yes. She's at the gyms getting them squats in.
2: I did love on the Watch What Happens Live, I think it was Dynamic Duos or something. I think it was Larsa and Alexia. And it was like Drink or Truth. and. They asked Alexia, which one of what procedure does Larsa deny that you know she got? And Alexia drank. (laughs) Uh, I loved it. I was like, all of them, all of them, (laughs) all of them,
3: literally, all of them. Like, nothing about Larsa looks. Real, and yeah. Especially when compare her to, to season one, Larsa. Like, I understand, like, okay, a little bit of age, and she said she's, you know, she's got a little more curves, but, like, it is an entirely different person.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just wish people would just own their truths, you know?
3: Own it, baby. Yeah, I have to go get my Botox touched up after this.
2: Ooh love that for you well i'll let you go ahead and do that and guys we have Morley Krupp coming out again on friday with rachel callie and jody they will be discussing beverly hills salt lake city and potomac so don't worry we have you guys covered with everything going on with bravo and yeah this was fun we'll be back next week to talk southern charm and miami talk to you later